0: Welcome to Rock and Roll Shinsu Chu, episode number 27. My name is Gabe Estel, I'm here with my co-hosts Jonathan Getz and Dennis Levi-Leach. How's it going, guys? Good. Um, Alright. Glad to be back with you. Alright. Well, let's get right into it. Um, Leading off with, kind of, uh, basically, we haven't recorded here in about two weeks, so a little over two weeks, I think. So... Um, for both of your teams, uh, still doing well, right? My team, you know, we're getting better. You're uh, inching.
1: You're inching back
0: into yeah, yeah. The only thing is that we've, we're losing right now as we speak. Um, and then also we've lost the last two games to Cleveland. But prior to that, we had one six straight. So,
2: so that's. Cleveland's good. a good team. It's
0: supposed but, to Well, they they've, they've <laughs> what's that supposed to be? <laughs> yeah, I mean they've started off rocky. Um but I think I think they're getting better.
2: I thought I mean, they looked good against the Cardinals.
0: Yeah, and, I mean they did f- interleague play. Right, yeah. they've had a few series here and there, but I mean like overall they've been a dis- I mean they're still, you know, yeah. a few games but I mean we've we've played basically a quarter of the season, you know. Yeah. So yeah. if that Yeah, we yeah that, it's you know, yeah, it's been we're
1: about the quarter mark.
0: Yeah, so um, yeah, no, I mean, I I pick Cleveland to go to the World Series, so I'm um, I'm hopeful that they don't. I'm hopeful the White Sox obviously <laughs> catapult into first place. I don't know if that's going to happen. It's such an interesting uh,
1: division with, especially with Minnesota doing what they're doing.
0: Right, that's the thing. I want to talk about that, and then we'll you know we'll talk about our other teams as well. I mean, May twenty first as we record this. I mean, Tampa Bay is good for mm-hmm. some reason, somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Jonathan mentioned, the Twins are much doing much better than people expected. Um, the Astros, right? Yeah. I mean, the Astros yeah. are like, like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Astros are one of the best teams in baseball so far.
1: So, and this is like a really lame thing to say, but when I was making my predictions... I thought about the Astros for a moment. Uh-huh. And uh, of course, right. everybody can say this, you know, Brian, <laughs> right. I'm going to go ahead and say it anyway, but, you know, I thought maybe they were a year or two away, but no, yeah. I guess they're not.
0: Well, I mean, I think everybody knew they had some t- young talent there. It's just, you know, just everybody didn't think it would be ready this soon. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Dallas Keuchel, man. I, stuff. uh,
2: two, 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 uh, two facts at the quarter mark of the season that, I wouldn't have put money on was that D. Gordon was going to be batting over 380. The dude's killing. And Bryce Harper, he's like. MVP. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Bryce Harper had kind of like started, like people were kind of like, oh, is it, you know, like he's been in the league three years and he's had flashes of brilliance. Right, but but he's been kind of injured. Yeah, he's been inconsistent. He's been injured. But now. Yeah, you started to wonder. I'm I'm in. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah.
1: And D. Gordon, a week ago, 10 days ago, he was batting like 440. Yeah. So the dude must have gone like 0 for 12 and now he's down to 380.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the D, D Gordon's like like he's having like a Rod Carew like season so far. Yeah. Down
1: there in my with the struggling, disappointing Marlins.
0: Which yeah. that's another thing I want to mention. Dude, that's that's so Marlins what they did with firing the manager and then putting a guy who's never managed anything beyond high school right. in his place.
2: Well, they're going to need someone to fire at the end of the season. I know exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's basically what's going to be.
1: Yeah. So, so uh, you know, so and, and I never really understood why a lot of people were picking the Marlins anyway to make such an impact that they would even contend for the World Series.
0: Yeah, yeah. I never yeah. saw people it. picking them that that high. Yeah, I saw those. Yeah, yeah. I saw World I saw Series predictions for really the Marlins. I, I didn't know that. I mean, I, I yeah. knew people thought they would be decent because you know they made some moves. They got D. Yeah. They got they got latos uh they yeah. got i don't know they got a couple other couple people on the Buster only
1: podcast at the beginning of the season picked the Marlins
0: yeah so obviously i don't see that happening now
3: yeah
0: um but <laughs> excuse me but the cubs will will go will go there um
2: looking good still man not playing bad baseball yeah not playing bad right keeping it going uh i guess The best three words would be consistently, slightly above average. That's four words. Hyphen, right? Right? Yeah, hyphen. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, consistently, slightly above average. That's how they've been lately. And um, it's good, especially for all the young guys that are coming together. We got rid of Castillo. uh, Instead
3: of
2: holding our third catcher, we uh, got a pitcher for him who I think they've They've sent to, like, start in AAA. Where'd you guys uh, trade Castillo to? Is it, I believe, the Mariners? Okay, he's in Seattle, yeah. huh? Yeah. All right. I think, mm. yeah, let me double, I can double-check that. But I um, think it
1: was the Mariners, yeah.
2: I'll check yeah. It for you. It was the Mariners, and it, it it's not a huge name pitcher, by any means, that we got for him. Uh, it's a prospect, it's, I assume. Right? I want to say it's a left-hander, but I can't.
1: Um, it was to the Mariners, um, and it was for the right-handed uh, Yorvis Medina.
2: Yerviss. I knew it was a I'm familiar with him.
1: Yeah. Um uh, he's all right. He's all right. Um 3 ERA, 1 save and 12 games for the Mariners.
2: Yeah, so I mean I think the the basically after I think we DFA'd Coke. So um yeah. And so we we're basically trying to fill gaps in our bullpen. Right. Um yeah. which has been not as good as it was last year.
0: That's your hole. If you've got, you know, you've got one. I yeah. mean, the offense and defense looks good, and the starting the rotations, you know, pretty good. Um, yeah. No. Right. We've
2: uh, and they were talking about it earlier in uh, in the Chicago Sports Talk on Comcast. We've gotten into a habit lately, though, with like our number four and five guy, mm-hmm. to where we're like pulling them in, like the fifth. <laughs> So, like, it's really taxing the bullpens. Sure. And so then you're expecting your, you know, your one, two, three guys to to try and go, like, eight and nine innings and stuff.
0: Right, right. Yeah, yeah, I mean... uh... I mean, maybe, I mean, the Cubs are going to be buyers this year, I would, Yeah, Yeah. if
2: anything, hopefully we'll be able to get somebody decent at the trade deadline. Yeah, the only thing about that is,
0: I I was thinking about this, see, that's the thing. I was thinking about this earlier today, right? I mean, the big names available are going to be Johnny Cueto. Cole Hamels, and I mean they're not going to get Cueto because that's that would be an in division trade you know what I mean right Yeah that yeah. rarely happens and the Reds aren't that good but good they're point. not like to- they're not like totally awful and out of it by any means yeah. um so that's not going to happen but if they got a Hamels, it's like you know if you can't re sign him and you like don't win the World Series and you give up prospects which the Cubs have just an abundance of good good young talent. That would be tough, you know? I mean, that would, because it would all be, it would, it would, it would be pointless. Because I, I mean, I think the Cubs are good, and I think, I do think they are. I predicted them to make the playoffs, and I think they're going to. Um, It's just, uh, I don't know if I would necessarily um, compromise the future for just this season.
1: I think Theo would be thinking the same way as well, knowing that, hey, this year we're a little bit ahead of schedule. It's kind of, you know, planned with House's money. Right. And so we don't necessarily need to make a big move. Let's just see what we can do with what we have.
0: Right, right. And yeah, you know, there's two wild card spots. I think they're going to get one of them. And uh, you see what happens there. Even if the Cubs lose that wild card game, I think the season's still a success if they get that far. And
1: what I what? What do you think, Levi?
2: <laughs> I would I would agree with that. I mean, I I would love to say that no, I want more out of it, but to be to, to live in the real world as a Cubs fan which is sometimes hard to do but yeah i think i would be happy i mean i would i w- would obviously be sad and i want next season to come as soon as possible but i think i could handle them just getting to the wild card
0: it's a return to competitive baseball Exactly. Man, you know i mean exactly yeah with two wild card spots now that increases their chances um yeah I I, th- I think they're gonna be alright, man. Um I don't necessarily I mean they're only four games out right now. Yeah. So,
3: yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: And the Royals, you know, I they, hate to tell this to you Gets, but I think if I had to pick if I had the best pick the like the most complete team in the American League right now, I'd pick them.
1: Yeah, it's uh that's flattering. Uh right now it's it's nice that they've been able to do what They've been able to compile the record that they have, even though the right. starting pitching has been pretty inconsistent at at best. Ventura and is
0: definitely erratic.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, most of the rotation has been erratic, uh, and so you know, outside of Volquez, Volquez has kind of been right. a,
0: somehow in yeah, the anchor. Right.
1: Go figure. Uh, but you know, once uh, Ventura kind of gets his uh, gets his nerves calmed, where he seemed to be on pins and needles for. Uh, those first several starts, you know, so, throwing yeah. at batters and whatnot, and Danny right. Duffy kind of Danny Duffy, you know, m- might not be in the rotation uh, for much longer. Uh, and but Chris Young, Chris Young's a reliever who's been stepping in, and I, I think I mentioned him on the last episode, and uh, and he's made a couple starts since, and he's been really solid. But yeah, that the, the offense, uh, who would have thunk it being so consistent? I think they're number one in runs scored, and yep. number one or number two. Mike Moustakis is. Gonna, you know, would get some MVP votes at this he point would. in the game. And,
0: yeah, no, he's uh, the moose is the moose
1: is loose, man. Yeah, between him, <laughs> him and Hosmer to make such a bounce back. Uh right. You know, granted they both produced last postseason, but during the season, uh, regular season much, last year, right. it wasn't. You know, they were very underwhelming, and people were yeah, wondering Moustakas about the future. Looks like
0: actually he was regressing a little bit. Yeah. Know, yeah. And or... so
1: whatever changes you know that made Moose is able to go to opposite field now and, and beat the shifts that are always put against them right. uh, which I think is great I think you know this whole question about the idea of the shift being legal is kind of dumb uh, you know I think you're just playing statistics and that's the fun thing about baseball is playing statistics knowing that a batter is going to you know hit it over here or hit it over there yeah no
0: that... I, I, I don't have a problem with that at all No, yeah, that's yeah. true as an illegal defense last year defense.
2: Anthony Rizzo like wanted to third a right. couple of times, right. or, mm-hmm. and got it. You know, no one was there. Right, that's...
1: and you, you you only got to do it a couple times to make the defense honest the next go around, and and that's I think that's part of uh, that's something that makes baseball kind of fun uh, to see these big old sluggers have to do that, like David Ortiz have to do something like right. that, right? Uh, but to to bring in that strategy, and then for it in a way, you know, it kind of changed uh, Mustakis's game. Uh, where he had to become the better hitter that he was kind of destined to become, he had to take that next step because it was so, because these shifts were so obviously beating him, and so it made him grow in a way that was uh, pretty important, and it's showing dividends now.
0: Absolutely, no, he looks he looks tough. Um, Levi mentioned Anthony Rizzo. Uh, that's that's a guy that in the National League would certainly get some MVP votes. I think if the season ended today. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. Guys, guys tough. And with the White Sox, you know, like that, maybe it starts to look like we're we kind of now the chemistry's maybe getting there a little bit more. Um, they seem like they kind of starting to know what team they are, where in April, you know, they looked pretty lost. So. Um, so, yeah, I'm I, I, I'm obviously, you know, I don't want to lose tonight to make it three losses in a row. But, um, yeah, you know, that's uh, over the past two weeks, we've played. Played some pretty good baseball. We've won four series, four consecutive series. You know, if we if we come back tonight, we split it with Cleveland. So, yeah. Does Does, yeah. does Ventura last the season? You know, he might. I think he 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 obviously has bought himself some time with yeah. the last two. But weeks. a week's
1: pay, betting a week's pay. Would you? What would you bet if he Ooh. lasts the season?
0: If If I had to bet it today, yeah, I would say he he gets through this season. Okay, I do. Right. Yeah, I mean, I I I didn't. Obviously, when we made our playoff picks, I picked with my head and not my heart. I didn't pick the White Sox to mm-hmm. make the playoffs. I hope I'm dead wrong. I hope they win every game <laughs> until the end of the season. But, um, you know, I don't see that happening. And I, I would still say that, looking how they've played now, I think, you know, they, I think they'll keep it interesting. And they might, for a little while, threaten to that wild card spot. But I just... I don't see it happen. I think there. I think there are some other, other good teams in the American League and other good teams that maybe have yet to emerge and start playing like good teams. Like I think Baltimore. I mean, I picked them to win that division and I still think they will. Yeah, I still think they'll come back. Yeah, Yeah, Seattle. Levi, right? Levi was Mariners. uh, Was a Mariners guy this year, and they they haven't played terribly, but they haven't. You know, they've been. Yeah. Five hundred or a little pedestrian. below five hundred. They oh. just they haven't just figured it totally out yet, but I think they will. Yeah, and I think they'll be fine. And I don't I don't think that division they're in is very good either. So um, yeah, aside from well, I mean the I think the Astros, but I mean I think they're going to come down to reality. Everybody's but,
1: waiting for the Astros to lose eight out of ten, basically. Yeah,
0: yeah, but I mean I think the. I said the Astros will come back down to reality, but I think it's a new reality. I think a new reality is I think they'll play. I think they're going to hover around 500 all year, yeah. maybe even finish a couple games above it. You know, so yeah. and then be ready to be ready to really contend next year. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so um, so good, good base, better baseball than when we met last time, definitely. Um, and then also, um, the last leadoff topic here, leading into. One of our focal points for this evening. We certainly lost a legend um, about uh, within the last week in B.B. King. Rest in peace.
1: Long and and, and productive and important Absolutely. Career.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, and he's got octogenarian up there. Um, so, or was he 90? I don't know. 89, 89. 89. Okay. Yeah. All right. I didn't think he reached 90. Yeah. So, yeah, still active um, up to the latter stage. Uh, the Which really, is, the latter part, yeah. it's
1: amazing to think about uh, between, you know, him, because he was in Kansas City last year, and then yeah. know, Johnny Lee Hooker was touring up until his final days, right? Uh, you know, when he passed away a dozen years ago or whatever, but it's amazing how these, those guys get it done.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So it makes, it makes, it makes you wonder how is it going to be for, you know, Pete Townsend or Eric yeah. Clapton or, you know, somebody like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, right, Mick. Yeah, hey, man, they just they just played in L.A. last night. Right. So, yeah, which they did, Sticky Fingers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I forgot exciting. to tune
1: into Periscope. I heard it was going to be broadcast on Periscope.
0: Yeah, the, uh, yeah. I'm going to look at it later tonight before I go to bed. I want to watch some of the some of the clips from that. Because yeah. the Pro Shot stuff is up there, you know. So yeah, I want to yeah. see some of that. Um, definitely. But anyway, yeah, BB, rest in peace. And that got us thinking a little bit about the blues it's past it's present and you know maybe it's future as well obviously it's you know really the main let me preface it this way my opinion tonight is gonna really be you're gonna hear um i can think something's really important and not listen to it all the time you know i mean like i yeah. I, I i love i mean oh, yeah. i I, I mean i obviously like the the music I listen to wouldn't be here if it wasn't the blues. Wasn't for the blues. But I, I can't lie and say that. I can't be disingenuous and say that. Like, yeah. you know, I'm listening to like Howlin' Wolf all the time or something. <laughs> you know, I should be because he's awesome. But you know what I mean. I'm just I'm not. Yeah. Right. So that's gonna like inform some of my opinion tonight. Um, you know, I can I can put something on the pedestal where it needs to be placed, um, as it should be, and you know, like kids in school should like like get robert johnson records and stuff when they're when they reach kindergarten mm-hmm. but but i just don't know if like i the what it spawned is more important to me personally than the blues itself so
1: right it's evolution yeah
0: so that's my lead off okay um but that said um aside from stevie ray Vaughan to me a lot of the blues made within the last let's say three decades the last you know 25 30 years isn't really that interesting to me things that get labeled blues things that like if you go to a record store things that are categorized under blues um i see some some like you know people like jack white jake bug like people like that who sort of took the blues and i think are doing very innovative things with it i see that Mm -hmm. but like the artists that are labeled blues or that put even some of the older artists that still put out blues records it doesn't appeal to me like the newer the stuff made within the last 25 30 years yeah you know aside from stevie ray vaughn but i mean that's been a long time ago now so
2: yeah i i agree um it, it and what I think it almost comes down to is in essence like there hasn't been there there hasn't been a torchbearer. No, you're right. Since then, and so um, maybe one of the last or one of the one that's still kind of going. And I saw him live um, would be like two years ago was Joe Bonamassa. Yeah, and he was he was excellent live, and um, he would be you know he would be the last of the kind of guy that could probably. He filled UIS auditorium, and that holds like twenty five hundred people. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I don't know of any other really touring blues artists that could do that. Right well, now. And,
1: and to speak to that though, to exactly what you're saying is, I sold I sold him guitar picks when I looked at a <laughs> guitar store, and I didn't even know who it was. Though I knew his name, and I and I, I was aware of his career, but like he wasn't instantly recognizable. Oh yeah, and so no, that yeah, that kind of a pretty, he's a pretty to, nondescript looking guy. Right. Dude. And so yeah. meanwhile, obviously if if uh, you know a guy like Alan Wolf strutted into a guitar <laughs> store, you would immediately know it was fucking Alan Wolf, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So yeah. it kind of speaks to that.
2: Oh yeah, um Another name that came to my mind, who's trying to kind of do that, is uh, Tommy Castro. Have you guys ever heard mm-hmm. of him at all? Uh,
0: I haven't. I don't think I don't know if yeah. I've
2: heard of Tommy Castro is kind of uh, along the lines of like a maybe like a Jimmy Vaughn type of blues guitarist. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's popular as well. There's a ton of them, and like like I said, I think it comes down to there's nobody doing something that's original enough to be considered a torchbearer. I
0: would argue Jake Bug is the closest thing.
1: Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. it's interesting I mean, that you would say he's the closest.
0: Well, I I mean, I know that his music will I mean, he's kind of an indie darling as well, and he's pretty yeah. popular actually too. So And, and, and really, yeah, kind of kinda pop at times. And kinda of poppy too, but to me, I I mean, I think he's doing pretty interesting stuff. I mean when I when I first saw the album and you know it said like you know 17 year old blues guitarist 18 year old blues guitarist mm-hmm. i was like oh yeah, you know and like another like johnny Ken, lang kenny wayne shepherd kenny yeah. wayne shepherd um and then i heard it and to me like it that f- the, the la- not the most recent record but i think the one before that it sounded like you know like very Yardbirdsy to me you know yeah. very like yardbirds era yeah. clapton yeah and i so i i definitely got on board with that um Obviously, it's it's a little poppier, some of the, the the more recent record is, but I mean, I think him and he's not going to get put in the, the genre, you know, he's not going to get categorized that way, but I mean, I think Jack White does really interesting things with the blues too. I mean, right, and, and just yeah. as much with
1: Roots, you know,
0: Roots yeah. and that,
2: that was the the, the word that was in my head, Roots Americana, mm-hmm. and... I mean, blues is the ultimate definition of those two things. But um, I'm automatically always going to go towards those guys that are more Roots or Americana than I am blues. Right. 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 It feels like there's
1: just, uh, with the Roots Americana, there's just a bit more breathing room.
2: Yeah.
1: And, you know, the musicians can, in some ways, kind of spread their wings a bit more sonically. While with the really... loyal blues stuff it's it's very
2: focused yeah it's yeah. one one four five and right, right. yeah you know yeah, there's know. there's about 10 scales and you move right. them all up and down yeah. the whole guitar right. neck
1: and it's not to say it isn't like terribly well executed because it is it's, it's yeah
2: there are applications behind yeah. me that yeah. i love right know? right and um yeah. But Uh, you
0: can do more with it, you know. I mean, you can it it can manifest in so many different ways, and I
2: think that was the beauty of the blues. That's why that's why we got classic rock. That's why we got jazz. That's why we got fusion. And and it was like,
1: I you know, I, I think it's like it's like. Um, you know, potatoes, like potatoes are like really crucial to our diets, right? Yes, like we yes. eat them all the time, but you never just like boil potatoes and just eat boiled you potatoes. No. You're like, no, like, <laughs> no. like no. give them to me mashed or give them to you the like fry
3: browns. them up. Oh
1: yeah. And so like that's, right. that's rock and that's, you know, that's jazz. That's like taking it to this other form, you know? Yeah. And applying different levels yeah. of heat to it.
2: Well you had to start with that blues potato.
1: Exactly. It's, and yeah, and, and that's to, you know, emphasize, you know, that we know what's at the core of all of this, even yeah. though we might be kind of disenfranchised from the blues today, that we know that at the core of all of what we really yeah. enjoy is, yeah. Yeah. is the blues. And I think
2: for the average listener, they may be like you said, I think they may be kind of distanced from from knowing the blues. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think I think the music has has funneled down now to where the blues is so far kind of removed and in an essence sometimes that people don't. Uh, you know, there are people who listen to new music who are never probably going to know who Howlin' Wolf is or Elmore James or any of the older blues yeah. artists. But they'll listen to people who were possibly influenced by them and hear things that they would have never known. That oh, that is kind of you know what I mean. They could then later, if they somehow heard old blues artist right. be like wow i right. i can this totally begin <laughs> yeah yeah i
0: mean hell hip-hop's the blues you know i mean it, yeah. like that's yeah comes from it yeah so yeah. it's it's really the it's it's the seeds for everything that we listen that everything that i listen to essentially yeah uh, yeah but like what would get categorized like at the record store as a blues album i don't listen to that often
2: nowadays yeah for sure
0: I mean, I put on like Muddy Waters once in a while, and I put on like Elmore James and you know some of my Howlin' Wolf, some of my my favorites. But those are all all that shit happened fifty years ago, right? Like, yeah, Sixty right. years ago, yeah. yeah. yeah so, and, and my
1: favorite stuff of that is it's when it's just really bare and yeah. it's barely more than you know right. vocals and guitar, yeah. Uh, and uh, it's uh, just the uh, sonically it, it's captivating, right. and it's not kind of you know, it's not like terribly tight.
0: Right. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Very yeah. raw. Um, yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of
2: it. A lot of it came out of Gabe's town, Chicago. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. home to basically Chess the home and... of the electric blues. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man, we need to, there needs to be a, we need to put a muddy water statue downtown. As far as I'm concerned, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but that
2: is, yeah, I'm surprised that Chicago hasn't embraced that more. Is to have like a national blues museum or something,
0: right? I mean, I, I think the Delta region obviously probably gets more of the recognition that yeah. Chicago does, yeah, um, for the blues. Uh, but
2: yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I would,
0: I would agree with you. I think we need to the electric trace goods, it a little like more. all the, the muddy waters blues. and
2: yeah. Howlin' yeah. Wolf and, and all those and, guys. And another thing
0: from Chicago, like listen, I
2: totally
0: respect the guy and I think he's, I'm glad he's still alive and I'm glad he's still playing, but like buddy guy hasn't really, to me done anything interesting in like 30 years, you know, I mean like his 80s stuff is kind of slick and it sounds, you know, just kind of his newer albums just sound kind of overproduced to me. Um, and you know, obviously he's, he's getting a little long in the tooth. He's, he's up there, but, um, yeah, you know, like I I've gone to the, down to Blues Fest a couple times, you know, which is Chicago's free event every June, and you know some of the lesser known folks play down there, um, and it's not interesting, you know what I mean? Like it just sounds like, it just sounds kind of, uh, you know, it sounds like all like Mustang Sally and like yeah. the thrill is gone. It's just a
1: little and, nondescript. Yeah,
0: right. Um. So, you know, I haven't really seen anyone down there that like that interests me, you know, Um,
1: like break. You're actually more likely to find a breakthrough kind of on a side stage. Somebody who is isn't going to get that limelight.
0: Right. Right. Um, You know, I think obviously one of the the best I'll give them a plug here. They're friends. The best sort of Chicago blues rock band is steepwater um steep steepwater.com for those who are listening saw him uh, a couple weeks ago it was great um but but yeah you know it, it, yeah the, the levi mentioned a guy joe bonamassa um while i think he's a really skilled player i don't think he has a collection of great songs
2: no i you know totally I mean? agree with that and that's he's i skilled, think that's the problem I, with uh with almost the blues as a genre right, right. is that you're having to recycle so many yeah. different rhythms yeah. and so yeah. many different, you know what I mean? Cause there's a hundred blue songs that all have right. the same. Yeah.
1: And I think that's in a way it's a, it's a genre. That's almost, it's just an artifact. That's kind of, I wouldn't say doomed from the start, but it's, it's inevitable it, it that we would have gotten in, to this to point. Yeah, it's totally yeah. inevitable because if you want to be loyal to the genre as it's, you know, written, yeah. uh, then, then that that's what you get. You get this kind of, uh, after a while, it's recycled.
0: Yeah, more and, and, and the people that are really loyal to it say like, um am trying to think of someone not young, but someone who's more emerged within the last 25, 30 years. Somebody like Robert Cray. That's just not interesting to me, you know? <laughs> I mean, what people right. like that do. Uh, I respect them certainly, but and they're and they're skilled. But just and some of the yeah. other people we mentioned yeah. earlier, Johnny yeah. Lang, right. Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Exactly. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Those were two guys that I really got into. Uh, you know, on a sixteen seventeen, those first two records yeah, for, right. yeah. for Kenny Wayne Shepherd, and then and then I heard Government Mule, right? And right. I was like, oh. This is that's, what happens when you like add is, another layer. This
0: is what happens when you inject some Black Sabbath into it. Right. You know, and right. so
1: it's just that idea of evolving it just like, you know, the Stones did or
0: sure.
1: uh, you know, anybody in the 60s and 70s. It's just, you know, what they did and they they put their own spin on it. Well, yeah, that's what happens. Uh right. and then it becomes in in my viewpoint a lot more interesting.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um yeah, yeah, good stuff. Um
1: but but real quick though to yeah. um a, a real important guy that I heard uh when I was uh when I was young uh on a blues compilation was uh, John Hammond.
2: And oh, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, uh you know, uh, uh, the son of the producer uh for Columbia, uh John Hammond Jr. technically. Um and and the stuff that he did in the 60s and the 70s uh where he intentionally did Also, he never wrote his own stuff. He just said and talk about you know we talk about recycling, but he went back and he would take you know the stuff that was already established because he didn't feel like he needed to write a song. And this is like the recipe for you know boredom as far as the way we've been talking. But the way the spin he would put on it absolutely captivated me because for the most part he would he would just do it solo acoustic, and with this soul and this howl in his voice that was uh, uh, made him my favorite blues artist uh, bar none and he's still uh he's still had it today and and uh uh he's put out several records i've caught him a couple times and yeah john hammond absolutely my my favorite blues artist
0: definitely he's he's good he's 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 a good one man absolutely um that said talking about the blues we've also got Really, baseball's forgotten color, which is the powder blue. It it was my
1: birthday this last week.
0: So Jonathan has a good-looking new hat there, um, which the Royals wear as an alternate cap. Correct me if I'm wrong. Right, right. Okay. So in the – I was thinking of this, though. um, Can you guys name all of the teams in the 70s and 80s that had powder blues? Uh, Minnesota? Minnesota? Minnesota had powder blues. Well,
2: obviously the Cubs. The um, Cubs
0: had powder blues. The Blue Jays. Cardinals. The Cardinals. Cardinals, right? The Expos. Expos, wow. I forgot about right. that. Expos uh, had baby blues. The, the Royals. Brewers. Who'd yeah. you say, Levi?
2: The Royals. Yeah. The Royals. Yep. Are, yeah. Well, yeah. Right. The Brewers. I forgot right. the words at did, a baby yeah. blue. Paul Molitor. I remember some of his cards.
1: I, I have actually my one of my favorite pieces of clothing is a Robin Yount powder blue jersey pullover that <laughs> nice. uh, that I snagged for like on clearance at a uh, at a store uh, north of Milwaukee a few years ago. Nice. Impulse buy Robin Yount vintage yeah.
0: jersey. Hell of a player, man. Yeah. Um, those are all the ones I can remember off the top of my head. I, I, that's, a I don't lot. Have that's a, big, list that's a large of
1: me. ratio of Powder Blues.
0: Right. I mean, yeah, you got like you got a lot of teams there that had them. You oh, yeah. know? Powder
1: Blue was the teal of the 70s.
0: Right. <laughs> and now the road uniforms are just all gray, you know? Right. Um, so we're going to talk about now. Um, this was kind of inspired by a couple lists. And I never read this guy before. He's pretty funny, actually. Um uh, what is it? Uh, is it Dane? Is that you, Dane Perry? Right. Oh, I didn't um, see it on
1: CBS Sports.
0: Yeah, on CBS Sports, right? So he ranked the uh, all home uniforms and all away uniforms. He didn't do the alternates, um, which are a lot of the some of the best looking ones. I think are the yeah, yeah, right you gotta... now. In yeah,
1: but you got it. That's another article.
0: Right, that's another right. article. So we're going to talk about. Inspired by that article, Jonathan's Powdered Blue Royals hat. Um, We're going to talk about what we think right now are the best home uniforms and the worst home uniforms. And then we could talk about the road uniforms as well, but I don't think there's a lot of material there because, you know, they're all just that default gray. Um, And really, I don't think like any team, some are better than others, but I don't think any team has like just bar none like an so, awesome road uniform
1: well let's start with the road uniforms are they all gray if for some reason in my mind i made up a story that they're always all gray because back in the day uh they didn't want to have to do a ton of laundry when they were on the road like in the 20s and 30s <laughs> so they they had to hide the stains by making them all gray it sounds make like a up? very
0: plausible yeah plausible theory
1: yeah yeah so they just couldn't yeah, keep doing think... laundry like Rush does up on stage, you know? Right,
0: right. <laughs> but yeah, they're all gray. Um, you know, so it's really a matter of with those, do you like the font? You know, I mean. And, yeah,
1: You know what the Red Sox did a few years ago with their road unis now, which is kind of what they had in the 80s, I really like.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: it's really simple. It's just kind of a block lettering. Uh, with uh, a navy blue Boston across across the gray. Yeah, and, and yeah I think those that's, are bad. And, I, and I'm not being a homer, so to speak, uh, uh, when I'm saying that. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, th- I thought that they were pretty solid. But overall, and I, I'm a huge fan of their unis uh, as a whole, are, are Tampa Bay's, and I think Tampa Bay has the nicest road unis. You think so? I do. I do. I, I think that their blues... Which is actually kind of similar to this Royals, uh, the royal blue and the light blue. I would say
0: it's a a tad darker.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Right, it is. It is. But I think as a result, because I would argue that they also have the best home unis, but I won't uh, for the sake of this episode. Uh, But yeah, I think Tampa's have Tampa has the best road unis.
2: I like the new uh, Miami, like just the Miami. It reminds me of like the '84 Padres a little bit. Just the, the jerseys that say just Miami across the front mm-hmm. and like the letters are kind of like have like colored outlines.
0: But yeah, I know what you mean. But they've I mean, they've still got the M with the like that's oh, that,
2: that, just that, like, the M weird yeah. looking. F-
0: yeah. Oh, OK. They've still got the one with like the, the fish, on, like the M and then the fish. Right.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, I didn't see the fish. Well, I've, well, the one I saw with Miami is is the Miami has the, the kind of the multi-stroked rainbow outline and then the, I, yeah. the iami is plain. is right. Yeah. It, right it makes it look a little off balance but i know what you mean levi because i've heard a lot of people like slam those and i and i don't think that they're as bad as a lot of people think
0: i would agree with that i don't hate those uniforms the yeah. New, the, yeah the marlins uniforms that came about within the last couple of years yeah i, I don't think hate if
1: they were in any other city i would hate them but knowing that they're in miami i think they're appropriate.
0: We got to go down there. The three yeah. of us do. We got to see the just the weirdness that is the Marlins. You know what I mean? Right. That park's weird. The owners weird. I mean, I mean, and I think I've only been like to the airport, but I parts of parts of Miami like sound kind of cool and funky. I'm gay, my friend. I'm gay. So yeah. All right. Next year, guys, we're Phil on trip. it. We're on it, man. Live episode from Miami. <laughs> there you next go. year, folks. You heard it. All right doing it. It'll yes. be on periscope. Yes. Next year. Um all right, that's our field trip for next year, boys. Start saving your pennies. All right. But uh, Levi,
1: you said you didn't like the Cubs road unis. Uh well,
2: the I I don't like the Cubs powder blues that they wore last year. They wore them for a few games and they're a throwback and I think they're pretty much they're pretty much exactly like I think they were the 1980 like powder blue, yeah. Because I, the, I remember with I had a blue pinstripes, yeah, and with right. I had a Bruce Sutter card, and he was in him, and he looks awful in him. <laughs> <And>, uh, <laughs> no wonder he wanted to leave and be a Cardinal. The Cubs did have one of the shittier,
0: and I like most of the powder blues. The Cubs did have one of the shittier looking powder blues. <laughs> yeah. I, I gotta say that. man. Even the Cubs
1: <laughs> fucked up the powder blue. Yeah,
0: right. Exactly you know for road uniforms like god you know like i i don't have i look at them all like i said they all just look the same to me for the most part um i have to admit <laughs> i think the giants kind of look good in their gray yeah no yeah. you know what i mean i think like the orange and the black looks good with the gray yeah um i like the font that they use it's pretty straightforward all caps um Gosh, you know, like I said, there's nobody far and away but the best here. But I would, I would give the best road uniforms probably to the Giants, All in right. my opinion. Yeah. All right. Now, where we get much more interesting, and where we really, where these teams really, this is this is how we know them, is with their home uniforms. So I've got a top three. Um, if you guys don't have three, that's fine. But I, I want to hear your favorites. I have at
1: least three opinions.
0: Okay. All right, and then we'll do the worst home uniforms too. Yeah. All right. So, Jonathan, since you have all of these opinions, why don't you share what is your favorite okay. your favorite home uniforms?
1: Uh, so, for me, uh, I, to start off though, I really love vintage white, that kind of off white that goes on and stuff like that. The Giants like use a it. Cream. The yeah, yeah the cream that the, the Phillies use it. I really like that. Okay. Um, but that being said, you know, going through all the stuff, you know, the Dodgers is really sexy, uh, and like I said, Tampa. I really like Tampa's uh, color scheme. And by the way, Tampa easily went from the absolute worst uniforms in the history of baseball to I think one of the most tasteful u- uniforms in the history of baseball. It, it um,
0: was it was a big jump. It, it it was it was it was a very right. huge upsurge in quality. And I it hope to drop that. the devil from the name, right. Um, which the did devil you know that's keeping down those uniforms anyway. <laughs> when they when they
1: when they changed their name, they held they had a curse jar uh, that summer where anytime anybody in the front office accidentally said "devil rays," I think they had to they had to throw money into the curse jar <laughs> uh, to get them out of the habit. Anyway, anyway, um, so that's funny. you know, for me, it's uh, narrowed down to a couple, and I would say, uh, but my favorite is probably Oakland. Uh, I didn't know this until I saw like the
0: Packers it. Packers colors, huh? Incidentally, yeah. yeah. It, it seems kind of
1: sacrilegious <laughs> for a Bears fan to say, you know. And, and I just thought that the way that the colors work, especially, you know, seeing them, because that ballpark is so big, and there's always like yeah. so much sun when there's not, you know, rain right. like there can be there. Um, but to see all of that, um, and it just they really light up, and on baseball cards they look great. Uh, And, you know, sometimes they wear the yellows, but regardless... I like those alternate yellows. Those are nice. Um, Very 70s vibe to those. But the green on the white with just, uh, you know, the the, the really elegant script uh, for me uh, is really well executed and kind of timeless.
0: I like the A's uniforms, too. They're not one of my... uh, I wouldn't put them in my top 3 but I like them though. And the, who doesn't love the white cleats, you know? I yeah, mean, right. right if we're going to throw cleats into the mix as well. Yeah. They definitely win that one. Uh, they've been wearing those since the 70s. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Uh so the A's, Tampa, sounds like those are your your top. And Baltimore. Ones, right? I really like and Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Levi, what about you, man? What are what are the best home uniforms? Well, I would right? say
2: I mean uh, in no order um I really like Kansas City. I just like the like plain white with the, the, the script Kansas City. And yeah. um I also uh I mean I'm not sure what the rules of this game are, but the Expos, man. I used to love the Expos <laughs> yeah. jerseys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah I, 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 I like pinstripes and, and the Cubs. I mean obviously I like the Cubs jerseys. Um another team though, I would have to say, um Tough. Uh, sometimes I don't know if they still have them, but the, the Rockies had some like black alternative ones one time that I really liked. Right. I thought they I saw them last year, but I don't know if I've seen them this year. Hmm. Um, no, none of them are like that. Pop out to me that much. Yeah. I like the Cubs. Uh, my favorite Cubs he's The one of the alternates. The solid blue. With Uh the with the C with the Cub that's like just seal, not the script, but just the seal. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And um, I I don't know how it works now, but I I know back when Zambrano was a pitcher for us, Mm -hmm. it was up to the pitchers to decide what jersey they wanted. Really, I think it still is. I think it still is. And so yeah, like Zambrano was his favorite jersey, so the Cubs were in it like all the time.
1: I was gonna say I always envisioned. Yeah, envision I do see
2: it. Zambrano a lot. Now that I yeah. now that I imagine him,
0: yeah, he was in that jersey quite a bit.
1: They let the pitcher decide. Yeah. So was it the starting pitcher they let
0: decide? Yes.
1: For that yes. particular day which jerseys right. to wear?
0: Wow. Yep. I had no idea. Yeah. I mean back like in the in the in the up until like the eighties or up until the nineties, that wouldn't have mattered because you only had two uniforms. Right now you've got yeah. all these alternates as yeah. well. Yeah,
1: now so you have like, like Throwback Thursday uniforms and right, Sundays.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> all right. Well, good choices there. Um, you know, I'm with Levi. They're they're um, the Royals cracked my top three definitely. Um, I've always liked the darker blue. I always thought like the Royals were like a slightly better version of the Dodgers uniform. Oh, really? You wow. know what I mean because yeah. they're similar.
2: They are similar. You know, they're very. I agree.
0: Dodgers yep. are just a lighter blue, and the numbers are in red on the Dodgers right. on on the front of the jersey, right? which I'm
1: I'm kind of iffy about the idea of red numbers
0: on on there like that. It works for them. I, I I know what you mean. Like it would look better if it were blue, but I don't hate it. Um, yeah.
1: if I grew up with it, I would probably love my, it. My
0: favorite though, man. Um, I, I got to go with the Orioles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the, the dude. I love the. I mean, I know we're not talking logos here, but it, that's part of the uniform. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I love that they brought back the cartoon bird. You know, oh, yeah. I thought that bird that they had like in like the the '90s until yeah, just a it, couple of years ago yeah. was shitty. It was like it's, the uh, Audubon Society. Yeah, all black hat. Audubon uh-huh.
3: Society.
0: <laughs> yeah, it totally was. <laughs> um But now that they've got they got the tricolored hat again. Yeah with like the cartoon bird, but they updated him a little bit. Mm-hmm. looks like he lost a little weight. He's a little thinner.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, and just, yeah, I, I, I love their orange and black. Um, I, I really like their the, yeah, the Orioles take the cake for me. I'd put the Royals as, as definitely probably a second place, Uh, third place that said, I like the Dodgers, you know, I, I yeah. Dodgers are just a classic uniform that they've never really changed. You know? Yeah. Um, that, well, they I should say they haven't changed it that much. Um, the home one. So I'm gonna
2: have to check out that Baltimore logo. I didn't know they kind of like a little it. bit, a yeah. little bit. Yeah, yeah. look at them side the by side. And you'll he's see. got like white iPod earbuds and like a vape <laughs> pen. <laughs> yes,
0: that's exactly. He's hipster. He's handlebar mustache. He's got a vape <laughs> oh, right. pen and white earbud <laughs> that's headphones. The fucking Brooklyn Orioles. All right. <laughs> so anyway. Um, <laughs>
1: but, now I did see one that could be a favorite of mine if it was a regular and that was the Mar. what the Mariners did the other day. So on Sundays at home, the Mariners now wear it's their it's their contemporary design, but it's the old school colors. Well, okay, oh,
2: which like would be the, gold and, like a, gold lighter and like a lighter blue.
1: Yeah, color. yeah. Yeah, kind and it brewer's is colors, it's, sort of. It's pristine. Like yeah, yeah, it's pristine and it looks really great. Um, do, they, because, do
2: they incorporate that Pitchfork logo at all in any of their stuff anymore? I don't Just know if throwbacks. it's like in
1: that. They I have a, they wear like the a throwbacks. compass seal. Oh, I don't know okay. if it's in there. But yeah, they will Sorry. wear the throwbacks every now and again with it. But I think overall, no, they've abandoned it for that little compass deal. Um, but but to see that. And I thought that was an interesting take on an alternate, which was to mm-hmm. use your old school colors with your contemporary new logo. logos.
2: Yeah, that's a good idea.
1: Yeah, it looked pretty good.
0: Well, before we close this out guys, I'm going to throw just a couple out there and I want to hear if you guys like them or not. All, All right? the right? t- home uniforms. We're not doing road cuz okay. yeah, we've already exhausted that that they're not that great. Uh Nationals. You guys like them or not?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think they're good. Levi? Uh too much like
2: Cardinals.
0: Okay. Yeah, the very similar reds, I'll give you that. Uh that said the
2: Reds. No. Which I don't know if you guys have looked at. Uh, I think in a it's while. time for a new logo design for the Reds. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Yeah. um i think uh it's the
2: bear sea you ever it
1: notice is. that yes, it's the yes bear sea. It is. yeah yeah actually i had a guy the other day i was wearing my bear i was wearing a bear shirt with the sea uh-huh. on it and he's like oh i am from cincinnati i'm like i'm not
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: the reds <laughs> right seriously uh, yeah. uh no i the thing i don't like about the reds is that is that uh black drop shadow i don't I think like it's, that black drop shadow i don't like, that either. No, I don't like that either. absolutely horrendous
0: no i don't like that at all yeah um Okay, we'll do a couple more. The Astros, the ones that they just fixed yes, last year,
1: huge improvement too.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. Levi, you like them? I know I don't. No, I'm not don't, a big fan. Don't, don't no. you think they look like the '80s ones,
2: kind of? Uh, yeah, they, like, uh,
1: they rescued the '80s star they, like, with
2: the bit
1: and then but it's more of the slab serif block lettering.
2: I, I wasn't a fan of like the Bagwell era. Astros no, those movies. suck.
0: Mm-mm. I no. but like. I... That, I don't know. Levi, that, you're talking about those Bagwell ones, you know, from yeah. like the 90s just up yeah. until a couple of years yeah. ago. The guy on that article calls it the, the, the uh, what does he call it? The murdered starfish look. He called <laughs> that logo. I thought that was pretty accurate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: they probably felt kind of loyal to him because they didn't make it to a World Series, so they were
0: swept by your White Sox. That's right. And don't you forget it, Houston. Okay.
2: <laughs> it's so weird what, what, for me to even think of them in the American League still. I It, I, it I, is. It's totally still hard not. to grasp. Yeah yeah. 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 It is. I haven't gotten used to it yet either.
0: Um, one other uh, observation, the pinstripes, not a lot of teams have them anymore. No. I don't like the, them. The Yankees will always have them. The Cubs will probably always, always have,
2: them. have them. And here, um,
1: here's how I'll stick it to the Yankees. I think they look better on the Mets than on the Yankees. So, fuck you, Yankees. They do look Yankees. better on the Mets.
0: <laughs> I don't mind the Mets uniforms. <laughs> right. I right. wouldn't include it in my top three, but I would include the Mets. Like, if I had to make, like, a, a top ten, yeah. they would be in it. I don't mind the Mets pinstripes. I, yeah. I like the orange and uh, the Broncos kind of color scheme as yeah. well. And,
2: and, and the problem is, I think, for the Yankees is at least the Cubs – like, kind of changed their logos throughout the decades a little bit. Because you, yeah. you could go back and there's, like, yeah. a 50s Cubs, it a 60s evolved. Cubs, 70s. Yeah. The Yankees have basically had that same uniform for decades upon decades. Yeah. And it, I think now it's, like, they, it's one of those cases they've let it go too long to where if they do try and change it up, they're no, going to they have couldn't. people, yeah. No, they won't. Yeah, They, yeah.
1: they, won't ever they can't even, that. like, change the spacing on the pinstripes. People would
2: <laughs> yeah. just be
0: up in arms. Right. right. Yeah, they can they can mess with the road uniforms all they want, and they really haven't altered those that much yeah, either. Not really. um, but I was talking about the pinstripes. Twins got rid of their pinstripes a yeah. few Did years they? ago. Yeah. yeah. Yep. They don't have them anymore. That. Which, not that like the Twins pinstripe was that historic. The Phillies, I feel like sometimes they got them, I see them, and sometimes right. they don't.
1: But yeah, I you think know? the Phillies' best uni is the is the uh, vintage white with just with no pinstripes and just the red Phillies across it. I think that's pretty pretty awesome. Though I. I I do like the Giants, even though the, I hate the Giants. Uh, as a Royals fan, um, I do like their their cream home home unis. Those are pretty damn awesome.
0: Okay, I'll throw one out there since we haven't talked about it, guys, and I want your honest opinions. <laughs> what do you think of the White Sox uniforms? Because we've already talked about the Royals right. and the
2: Cubs. I, also, I, I consider them a classic. I like. I. I mean. I think the White Sox. Yeah, ben Stripes. You, the the White Sox home uniform is almost kind of. Yankee esque, and that I think if you guys tried to mess with it too much, people would freak out.
0: Well, yeah, but at the same time, I mean, yes, we've had it now for over, we've had it for almost 20, 20 90 something 20 years, years. Yeah, yeah. 91 was the first year we had those, I think.
1: So what was it um, before 91? The they were Luzinski.
0: Ugly. They were ugly. They were. Um, <laughs> the Greg no, Luzinski, no? No, the Greg Luzinski one's good. The 83, those are good. Oh, those are good. What was the ones in 87. Between? To ninety to ninety, we only ha- we didn't have them for that long. No pinstripes, like a navy blue and a red, kind of like the you know the colors from the from the eighties,
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, and the. It's like a cursive kind of, of That's right. It's
1: the cursive, yeah. That yeah, I never it, like that. It's not yeah. a good
0: looking uniform.
1: Fra- Frank no. Frank Thomas's rookie card rookie is in there. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. very
0: vanilla. It's yeah. just it's uninteresting.
1: It, you're right. You're right. Yes. Yeah. So I'm
0: glad those didn't last long. I like the White Sox uniforms. I I I I think we have the best black of any team in my opinion. Yeah. The best um, ironic black. Yes. Um I, I'm kind of an 83 guy though I kind of am a Greg Lazinski guy like i I just want them to go back to 83 because they wear Sox. those all the time now oh, yeah. Yeah. like they're 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 beyond Sundays like they'll wear them like which you know, which starting pitcher is yeah. taking a,
2: a liking yeah. to them
0: Sale likes them dude yeah <laughs> yeah so um, they yeah and a lot of the players like them more too now when I go to the park, I would say that, like, I see... And I'm just estimating here, obviously. I bet f- 35% of the colors in the crowd are the eighty. The 80s. Wow. Colors. Wow. Yep. It's that popular.
1: And it's... it's. Uh, I mean, I guess maybe they could uh, update it a little update bit if they little. wanted it to be a regular. Yeah. Uh. They
0: might, like, keep the socks font... They might kind of cut down the red a little bit on the sleeves. It's odd
1: to have red in that uniform when there is a Red Sox team. Right,
0: right. I like those. They're kind of like so ugly, they're pretty. You know, it's one of those things. Right. Um, So I like those. Um, All right. Um, Any other, okay, worst. Let's go on to worst. I'm going to start this one. They haven't been around that long. But the Diamondbacks have never had a good looking uniform. The font that they they (laughs) have. Agreed.
3: Yeah.
0: They started with those god awful uh, purple and green uniforms.
1: Right. Right. The Luis Gonzalez.
0: What the fuck? Purple and green? Yeah. And then the ones that they've got now, the logo's ugly. The font is hideous looking. I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to like Say like we play in the Southwest, you know, with that <laughs> that font. But I just I don't think the Diamondbacks have ever had a good looking uniform. No, the, agreed, you know. And, and
1: they abbreviate the name where it almost says yeah, D bags.
0: That's stupid. That's <laughs> just you think that they wouldn't do. So I don't like their uniforms. They're my least favorite. um Not too keen on the Rangers for some reason. I just don't think that's a great looking uniform. I don't like the T. I don't like the logo. Yeah. Um. I uh,
1: the Padres is moving the Padres in the right sucked, direction. Yeah. A few yeah. years ago, the Padres was easily the worst in all of sports, but yeah. I think I feel like they're evolving a little bit. Where I kind of like just like the Stark Navy Blue with the Stark Gray and nothing else.
0: I don't mind their they've got better looking road ones than home ones right. because. Like, the Padres, to me, will always be brown and gold, you know? I right. mean, yeah. Yeah. that's the Padres, like, we all knew oh, yeah. right when we they started collecting should just collecting wear the 84 cards. Padres
2: jerseys, I know, like, every game.
0: And then, when the, <laughs> because, like, I mean, the Padres really fucked, like, they changed their color scheme entirely. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah they basically isolated their old old logos you yeah, know what i mean i don't you like can't, that you can't incorporate them in unless you bring in new colors with the old logos i guess <laughs>
0: to me the diamondbacks padres and i don't like the brewers uniforms either yeah no, no.
1: yeah I, I like
0: the old brewers uniforms i like yeah. the robin yount brewers yeah. uniforms but when the the brewers went darker blue and that gold i think their font is ugly the script is ugly yeah. Um, I don't like the numbering on the back too. I don't like the way their numbers look. Um, yeah, so those are the worst to me. The uh, San Diego, yeah, uh, Arizona, and and the Brewers.
1: Yeah, the numbers are a little Times New Roman, which is yeah. I never want to see uh, for the Brewers there. So, uh, what do you guys
0: think are the worst looking uniforms?
1: I I would agree with you, and I mean to go as far as I guess the next level would be overrated. Uh, you know, a lot of people highly rank the Cardinals, and I think it's a—I think it's overrated. I would um, agree
2: with that. Any time I can put the words "Cardinals" and "overrated" in a sentence, I'm going to do it. So yes.
1: <laughs> and actually, I think I think the Red Sox are a little bit overrated.
2: I've never been crazy about. Yeah, it. Yeah, uh, they're one of those ones people consider like a classic, and I've never right, and really that's, seen That's it. just it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: Right. Um. I always like the uh eighties blue jays logo uh movie. yeah. I right. like those too.
0: I, I like the fact that they kinda of did the same thing as Baltimore. They mm-hmm. kind of updated their old uniforms. Yeah, like they brought it yeah. back and updated them a little yeah. bit. So I yeah. don't think the the blue jays would be an honorable mention for me, they're newer ones. Uh the ones that they brought back within the last couple of years because I, I think they did a good job of kind of of kind of modernizing yeah. an older looking uniform.
2: I like the uh the era with like the the names on the back and then the 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 numbers were like lines do you mm-hmm. remember that yeah, like yeah. I, I can yeah. vividly remember like an olerood card with nice them.
1: right did right. you see um at one point tampa in the last couple of years they wore faux throwbacks Fauxbacks, yeah. Yeah. Fauxbacks, <laughs> Fauxbacks. yeah if if they had a team in the 70s this is what their uh uniform would have looked like that was Yo, that was I'll ingenious
0: that. yeah yeah it's pretty cool, man. Yeah. They, it looks, it kind of looks like the, the, like late seventies, early Mariners a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, all right. Well, that's a uniform rundown. Good stuff guys. Enjoyed that. Um, Hey, if you're <clears throat> like us on Facebook, if you follow us on Twitter or Instagram at rock in chew, that's rock in as in Otis Nixon chew, <laughs> um, yeah. You can follow us there, Post, tell us what your favorite uniforms are, what your least favorite uniforms are. Uh, you know, We can do today, yesteryear, um, so you can talk about all those uh, on social media and then also you can visit our website at rockchew.com and you can see our whole archives, we've got links, videos, a lot of good stuff up there, good looking website. And uh, our, you can listen to any of our episodes you'd like. And
3: now... Closing it
0: out. Now, yeah. where we go is we talk about some albums that we would like to recommend to you. And these sticking with our blues theme of the evening, Levi, we'll go ahead and start with you. What do you think our listeners should listen to?
2: This is an album called The Legendary Sun House yeah. father of the blues oh yeah produced by john hammond
0: oh his dad yeah.
2: and uh it's got all the sunhouse classics john the revelator grinning in your face preaching blues death letter um and i got this record uh i want to say probably in like 1998 and i bought it i still have the price tag from euclid records it's nice. a record shop down nice. in st louis Nice. And for all the kids at home if you want bonus points that was the record store that Uncle Tupelo worked at. No shit, they, yeah. Before they got big. No shit. And so uh it's just a great album and it is folk blues like it says father of the folk blues. So it's not your Electric Chicago stuff, but you you can just hear literally like the blueprint for all of that other stuff. Yeah. And um like I sometimes wonder where Warren Haynes would be without Sunhouse because it right. seems like seems like a lot of Warren Haynes's blues stylings are directly derivative of his style of blues. Yeah, and to and hear, so, you know,
1: to go to a mule show and like the first notes were, were Warren singing grinning in your
2: face, uh, oh, yeah. you know, solo a cappella was, was pretty yeah. awesome.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: And so, yeah, I highly recommend this to anybody getting into the blues. It's a it's a very good starting point. I'm going
1: to listen to it tomorrow on RDO, adding it to the queue.
2: Speaking of Warren Haynes, I'm going to go
0: next, because Warren Haynes played for this guy for a little while in the early 80s, before he joined the Allman Brothers. Um, this is an album that is not by a blues artist, per se, but it is a blues record that he put out. In 1970, and that's David Allen Coe's Penitentiary Blues. Um, this was, obviously, as the title indicates, he wrote most of the songs when he was in prison. And then he, he, um, most of the songs are kind of, a lot of the songs are about being in prison. Uh, but there's also kind of some voodoo elements to it. Um, it's just a really fun record. Um, it's uh, kind of reminds me of kind of Dr. John a little bit. It's got that kind of feel to it. Nice. Um and it's really kind of you know it was just remastered I don't know probably within the last 10 years and uh, I bought the um I don't have it in front of me right now but I bought I bought the remastered album and it comes with a lot of cool really cool information about the album and you know it sounds really good it sounds raw though still um so they remastered it but they didn't really strip it of its purity so uh yeah David Allen Coe's Penitentiary was nice, ah, get nice. It.
1: yeah I'll check that out as well tomorrow yeah um so i'm going john hammond uh, uh country blues is what it's called so it's a kind of oh, yeah. segue from David Alka, uh, on
2: vanguard right uh yes great.
1: on vanguard uh 1964 i believe i forget where i got this and actually right when you said euclid i was thinking i wonder if i got this at euclid uh but anyway they've,
2: they've been the last year or two they've 180 gram remastered reissued that more I shit. want to say it was on the one of the last record store days. Really? It was either the Black Friday or the the main record store day. Wow,
1: that's intriguing. I might have to look for that then. Um. Uh, so yeah, on here, uh, traveling Riverside Blues, Statesboro, uh, Milk Cow, uh, Bullfrog, Drop Down Mama. First time I heard Drop Down Mama. Uh, John Hammond do Drop Down Mama was on one of his solo live albums. Uh, I think uh, from the seventies or eighties. And I thought there were three dudes on stage when I was listening to it and I looked at the credits and no, it's it's John Hammond solo. And uh-huh. just what he was able to do with the foot stomping with the with the slide acoustic, just the slide just flying off the neck of the guitar. Just like you could hear it banging on the frets and oh man, it just it ate me up. Uh, so Uh, you know, he had me, he had me from that. And this country blues is, you know, a really young John Hammond. And like I said, it's, it's really, uh, most of his stuff is, is pretty raw stripped down, just solo acoustic and vocal mainly. And uh, I can't recommend it enough. Nice.
0: Good, good choices all around guys. You know, I'm going to mention this. I've I've got the page up right now as I was looking through some stuff, because I saw this exhibit um, when it came to Chicago Oh gosh, it's been about twelve years ago. There's a blind artist named Sharon McConnell. Uh, she's a sculptor uh, and a painter, and just does really cool stuff. Um, of the all of the living blues legends, she's made like death mask of them. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's you know I'll I'll post the link, but it's it's dot com. And uh, you'll see it up there. And I, you know, I, I it got me thinking of it because um, my wife did some of the promotion for the show. Um, a, a, a few, this, like I said, this is like 2003, 2004. It was in Chicago. Um, but yeah, her name's Sharon McConnell. She's a blind artist. She's based in Mississippi now. Um, and uh, yeah, they're just really, really cool exhibit. Um, so. So nice. yeah, check it out. Um, I'll I'll post the link. It's really cool stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll post so, it on the episode page.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, good stuff there all around. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, guys. uh See you soon, and everybody again. Uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Rock In uh, and then also you can check out our website RockChew dot com. Until we meet again, have a good night. Bye.